Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into Old School. Happy Monday, everybody. What a great weekend, at least for some people. It was for me. I don't know about you. But welcome into Old School, 93.7 Ticket, theticketfm.com. Jay is back. Jay Foreman is back, everyone. I know you missed him. Black folks, get yourself taken <laughs> care of. Go get checked. Get your prostate checked. It's not fun, though. Know what I mean? I don't. Rico, I don't you, know what you mean. Rico's you, still young. I don't know what you mean. I have. I have heard of it. I do not know. I do not know what you mean yeah. based on the based on the procedure. But old school sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, traveling, sports, software development, web design, and more. Career and internship opportunities are available at the Global headquarters in Lincoln. Apply today at Sandhills.jobs. I guess what's more old school than a prostate exam? Go get it done. That, there you go. That's Take care the, of yourself. That is the definition of old school. <laughs> go get your prostate right. checked. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Like that is that is above board. Jay Foreman, what's your what's your what's your highlight of the weekend? What's your top story? Not that. Uh, yeah, definitely not that. Um, <laughs> that's the bottom the problem, story. That. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to watch a little bit of the hockey playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, always excited. I truly love hockey. Um, uh, sport I couldn't one afford to play but wanted to play um but i've always been a really big fan of of hockey i think their playoff hockey i think is right on par with the um march madness final four as far as excitement you know i think hockey playoffs when you win the stanley cup is the truly the hardest grind to go through unless you just blow through everybody but generally it's going to be pretty tough um that was exciting and then uh nba basketball um, I was a little surprised and disappointed in the Celtics, but I think Miami, you know, it was their one last chance, you know, kind of they galvanized and beat the Celtics, but I was surprised that the Celtics didn't capitalize on their huge opportunity. And, um, last night the Golden State Warriors, um, you know, let everybody know that, you know, who they are, um, the, the, the defensive intensity of that group, um, was next level and you know if I could say anything if there's Nebraska players out there listening um if you take that type of mentality on a defensive even if you're you're not um say big 10 big you see it can work because uh Golden State doesn't play with a true bl- true big now granted they're extremely skilled on the perimeter but the reason why they're extremely skilled on the perimeter is is and this is what they, I don't think they get enough credit for is they're passing they're cutting they're when they run their picks or, you know, when they do that and their ability to make the extra, not only one pass, but two passes. And so what they're doing is they're allowing their, obviously 
once in a lifetime shooters, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you can even throw Poole in there. Um, you know, they're giving them open shots and they're get, everybody's thinking like, oh, they're just so good that nobody's guarding them. Well, they're not guarding them because the way that they come off picks and how tight they come off picks, there was a play that uh, Steph Curry came on uh, elbow pick and he came off so tight on that. And I think Draymond, or no, it was uh, Wiggins that set the pick. Are they it, the best? Are they the best pick team? Yeah, they are. Like I mean, they, just they, from they, what I've they, seen, they set them and come off them. They set them and come off them, and they make the right read because when they do it, they come off with their eyes up, and they're reading the next defender. And, and they've then, got all quick, re- quick, quick release shooters. Quick release shooters, but they're uh. shooting it. And yes, they're doing it because they know if Rico's two feet off me. I'm going to hit this elbow jumper. If Rico's up on me, I'm going to keep my dribble, then I'm going to run it again, and then the person that's in the corner or the short corner or on the opposite is going to – they're running, you know, action backside, so now he's open. And then they run a play where they kind of run like a high-low where they, you know, they actually are spread, you know, a little bit almost to the out-of-bounds on the side, and they pass it in to Draymond, and then Draymond in the air made the extra pass to Looney, and he's finishing around the hoop. Now what that what that's doing is just punching a punching a, a gut punch to Dallas's defense and wearing them down. I don't know how many times Golden State got second chance opportunities by just out hustling them, even on free throws. Well, that's because they they spread one. But just on free throws though, they, they, I mean they, they have they one guy small, in there. They go small, which forces Dallas to go small. Right. And when the when Dallas is big is in the game, they just wear him out having then, to go through picks bounce off picks and then close out the corner and see what Dallas does their bigs Kleber he plays like a stretch four or five mm-hmm. yeah. so that actually plays in the Golden State's hands because now they don't have to worry about you inside say it's Embiid where he can really just destroy you inside but what they did was I remember it was um the Golden State was shooting a free throw they had one guy in the in the in the paint you know in the cylinder and they attacked obviously from you know three point line in. Well, they didn't even the guy that got the rebound was the guy that was in there with two guys that should have essentially viced him. He got his hand on it, hustled. Luca and all those guys watched. He grabbed it. They're on the ground, ripped it out of it, kicked it out to Clay Thompson. Set three, boom. There you go. They hit one three one free throw, missed the second, obviously hit the three. Can you imagine Golden State when Wiseman, when their two bigs actually grow up? Yeah. <clears throat> and the thing is that <laughs> here's a here's an interesting thing for basketball fans out there. And I I like watching NBA because they, te- they say stuff that you can correlate to the college game. Everybody always thinks that you only can play one big, right? And they, and they talked about it. And they talked about the San Antonio Spurs. And they, they were talking about Greg Popovich and they're – Talking about what Steve Kerr learned from him, and when at, at times Golden State had two bigs, so they count Draymond as a big or whatever. And it re, Greg Popovich said the reason why he could always play two bigs doesn't matter who they were, Boris Diaw and all these other guys that he finds like in you know Kmart super you know checkout line is that they could pass. When you have two bigs that can pass in and out of double teams and to each other, you can play two bigs. That gives you a rebounding advantage and it gives you a scoring advantage. Because as long as you identify somebody on the opposing team that can't shoot. Well, yeah, well, well, sure. But what I'm saying is when you have two bigs that can pass, mm-hmm. 
that allows say like just say like me say say like I'm a say like I'm Danny okay Danny Green. Mm-hmm. What really helped Danny Green was the amount of open shots that he gets. Now if he has to work for a shot off the dribble, off the bounce, even off a screen, his three points percentage goes down sixteen percent. But if he's getting open shots, playing with Tim Duncan in them, now he's a factor. You get what I'm saying? And so um, it was interesting to see the Steve Kerr versus Jason Kidd, Luca versus um, the you know multitude of Golden State guys. And I think Luca tried to go into. Um, I know Bullock was over like fifty, right? And that's the hard. And this is the, also the dynamics Tough. of basketball. You have a role player that had a really good game on the road from three point range. So then he thinks, okay, I'm, I'm on. Well, you have to when you after you leave the stadium in Golden State, you have to come back to reality of, I'm really only a six to ten point score, and I'm a like a junk score where I'm you know offensive rebounds, second chance points guy. Well, he goes out there and tries to shoot threes, gets frustrated, gets in foul trouble. He's one of their best defenders, and you're not hitting on offense, and then you're shooting shots that you're not making. And <clears throat> Golden State – or not Golden State, but Dallas got into it to where Luka tried to go into, I'm going to will us to win. Well, you just burned up all your energy doing it, and nobody else is getting into it. They need to find more action on offense to be effective. Um, and it, they've got this far doing doing it this way. Um, their defense is a little suspect, and when you have a guy that's an energy guy, like say like Brunson, scoring twenty some points, that is like your, you know your two, you know you need two stars or three. Brunson's your your your, your guy that you're relying on showing up to the stadium is it's a hard, it's a hard road to toe, and so. Uh, well, but you, they, I mean, they they've got a two man bench. Right. Dallas has two man bench. All right. Like you, and that's at home. Where you're supposed to that's expand a co- your that's bench. A, see, that's a coaching. See that I think that's the difference between Kerr and and Kid. To where if you saw Kerr back at Golden State, they went ten deep. They even had number ninety five come off the bench. Yeah, and I don't know that that Dallas has anybody else. I mean, think about it. Kleber, uh, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie gave gave gave, gave him thirty one minutes. Yeah. Kleber gave him twenty four. But you have to get points off the bench, right? Not just playing and nobody coming off the bench for dallas is going to take the ball from luca that's the but that's also <laughs> but that's also a problem too though because if you don't if, if luca isn't creating for other people those guys that are lesser players then you have guys just out there just doing cross country just running this up thing and down the went court. so well for golden state last night that Otto porter jr played six minutes yeah he got hurt he hurt himself well but but understand you're scheming that Porter is going to be the, in the mixer. Oh, yeah. And six minutes of what you accounted for didn't exist. And it's just Jordan Poole and the starters. Right. And they just rotated, rotated, just, rotated, yeah. rotated. You know, was, you know, also when Luca went out, Wiggins went out. And Wiggins, hey, Wiggins, like, show, hey, Wiggins right here said, said, listen, here, there's a reason why I was picked number one player. Show up. I just hammer timed on you. You, you. Okay, you on the poster now. You on the Instagram overtime poster. So – well, and it's the eleven boards, right? But the but but DP, you know when somebody gets bammed on, that takes your heart. Look, Luca. He, he, here's this is this is where, to me, this is where the game was won, and it was on those op- second opportunities, yep. because Kevin Looney gave him twelve rebounds in twenty nine minutes. Wiggins gave him eleven rebounds. Uh, Clay Thompson gave him seven. Oh, and then and then it's Steph Poole and Draymond with four rebounds. You Dallas can't win with those numbers. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins had six offensive boards. Like you can't, you can't, 
It's just not going to happen. Kevin Looney. Kevon Looney had four. You know, so I, the 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 fourteen the, offensive rebounds. Right, the, like the small stuff. The small stuff shows up big. The difference in the amount of play when when, when your star player is giving you forty, you should be in the game. Well, you were in the game, but you couldn't get over the hump because they kept getting the extra possessions and the the the, the NBA talking talking heads, those guys who are kind of the beat writers for all the NBA teams. They were on it last night and they were talking about well, does does Jason Kidd and Mark Cuban have the nerve to ask Luca to get in shape? Jason Kidd does. And that's the dude that has to do I mean, Jason Kidd's probably gotta say, Hey or I'm sure they've talked about it, right? Um and say, Hey look, we need I mean the conversation needs to I mean, to be Jason Kidd just reflect on his own career. He had to do things to become a better player, develop an outside shot, to get in a little bit more physical shape as far as if you look at Jason Kidd when he came into the league and versus when he left, he was he leaned up. He got bigger across his torso or, you know, shoulders and everything. Same thing Luca should do. Because if Luca doesn't get in tip top shape the way he plays and the amount of um you know, drives to the basket and the way he, you know, the Contact, and, and he's physical. He's going to end up being a guy like Carmelo, where you see the dip in his production go down because he's he'll lose quickness, he'll lose ability to recover, he'll have knickknack injuries that aren't going to be, you know, he's going to be instead of being out two days, he's going to be out two weeks. And he was injured a lot this year, not a lot, but for him a lot, right? You know, he had the ankle injury right at the end of the season too. So yeah. Asking and also talk, you know, not make it like you're not good enough, but say, look, dude, you could be a transcendent player to be one of the best of all time. Modern day kind of Magic Johnson, you know, big guard. You can get your shot off, get in the lane. You can do it all. You're exciting. Uh, we're, we're obviously going to need to add more pieces around you, but this is what we need you to do. We need you to do a little bit more diet wise and coming back in the best shape you can. Now, I know he's young. And he still maybe has some baby fat on it, but we also know that, you know, I mean, there was a picture of him out in Golden State drinking a beer at like eleven o'clock in the morning before game one. No, that's beat. an old. That's an old picture. Was it? That was, was an old picture. picture. That was an old picture. But still, I mean, yeah. he, he, here's the thing. Luca has said, if I ever, if I can ever get over the hump and get in shape, right, it changes basketball for him. It changes. The yeah, because he, he he's the one of the so guys that come, he comes into training camp out of shape. Yeah, he'll like, tell imagine you. Imagine how good you are now, like. Right, if you got yourself into shape, and it's not shape. even, a, and it's not even about points. No, it's just, it's just about longevity, long term. Be ahead of the game, and and you could say, look at Zion, right? You look at Zion. Look at Joel Embiid. Now, Joel Embiid, when when Shaq told him you need, to, when Joel Embiid said he likes to eat like cheeseburgers before the game, and Shaq called him up, what did Joel Embiid do? He took it to heart. Didn't probably like hearing it. He even said he didn't like hearing it, mm-hmm. but he knew he was. You know, I wouldn't say in the wrong, but need to do some, you know, better stuff. And then now, there's now a look difference. At there's a difference. I mean, guys know who's putting in the work and who's not. And if if the players on his team tell him, "Hey, listen, uh, you don't see anybody else in the league who looks like you. No, it's, it's built like you. So you can change. You can change your body. We need you late in the fourth quarter. We know that. Right. You want us to give you ball. You want to have because he gets worn down. Yeah, that that's really what it is. Is that he's. He's got to give himself a chance to be great and not beat himself. Up. And you see it most when you're in the playoffs. Well, because, you see the look on his face, right? Like there's but a frustration. You, but you see it most happens, because right? 
you're playing the same team and they're wearing you down. They're physical. I mean, these playoffs, I think, in my opinion, for NBA basketball has been the most physical playoffs. And not, and I don't mean like the twenty years. The, yeah, in twenty years, not dirty plays. I'm talking. I'm not talking about Detroit Pistons, but I'm just right. talking about physical plays, hard, good, clean fouls, boxing out, going for balls, um, coming off screens, setting hard screens. Um, I was uh, watching this YouTube of, of of Marcus Smart about how he his mentality when he plays defense, and they were talking about him playing defense, whether he goes over or under a pick and roll. He says, I'm always going to go over the first time. If you pick me hard, you set a good pick on me. He's like, I'll take it. But the next time, I'm going to light you up and I'm going to want you to know, I want you to think about physically what's going to happen to you every single time you come to pick me. He went into a conversation with, with, and Spider Mitchell did it as well, where they talked to John Stockton about, about pick play. And because they had heard Isaiah Thompson, uh, Thomas, Thomas, say, yeah. Thomas say, I can't – he goes, my least favorite game opponent Utah. Was, yeah. was Utah because John Stockton would just abuse me. Him and Hornacek. Yeah, would just, just abuse me. Hornacek or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, and then they said – so. What, but they had the conversation, well, how, how did you get through? How did you make it difficult? And Stockton said, listen, again, the first one. The first one you get. Right. Like, I'm, you're going to earn the first one. Yeah. But after that, I changed the way I go through the pick. Right. And whether it's the elbow or a knee, like yeah. sometimes you'll go through that pick, knee to thigh. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's stuff. I mean, there's there's little tricks to the trade. One of the, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, and he showed up every game. Like John Stockton, people don't understand the streak that that dude played at was. It was never insane. a question whether he's going to be a, Avery Johnson came and talked to us one time in Houston, and uh, this is kind of when he was, or not kind of, he was just starting to commentate and he was going around and they brought. I don't know if he's from Texas or around the area. But he came and talked to the team, and and this whole premise of his his convers or what he was saying was, in order to be a good player or a great player or a good team or a great team or get over the hump, you have to do something that's like he called it an outer body experience or something that you're not normally doing. And he and he referenced when he was a young player going up against Utah, and he was, and he's actually talking about Jeff Hornacek mm-hmm. setting the picks when he was guarding John Stockton. Mm-hmm. And he was a backup player, and he was talking to the veteran, and uh, you know before the game, and he was talking about, and I think it was on another team. So he say, "Hey, man, you know, I, they killing me, and they wearing me out with these picks." The player told him, "All you against Jeff Hornacek, the first time that you go through a pick against Hornacek, you you come there with your forearm right underneath his chin, and it'll never happen again. He won't pick you that hard again." And the whole premise of it is what DP said: one is the game within the game but two in order to when you're talking about luca in order to do something you gotta in order to be you know to your your maximum you have to have a different mentality and be willing to do something physically that you might not think is either fair or by the rules or it's within the rules or you're teeter-tottering on you know a dirty or cheap play in order to have success and that, and that's really what when you talk to luca about it it ain't about that but if you don't want to get worn down physically, then you need to be in better shape. Michael Jordan and, had and, and they have to give him help. Oh, he they does need help. Give, they legitimate have to give help. Pick, pick, set it. Well, they need to get him some bodies. Well, they need a big physical presence yeah. inside yeah. that can finish around the rim, and then they need another Robin 
and he's Batman. Well, they needed Porzingis to want to set picks. That's what. Yeah, they Porzingis wanted to be Kleber, and yeah. then they were like, "Well, you're already hurt all the time, yeah. so we got this dude that's shooting and the same." We, and we can't run you. Th- we can't run eight eight picks per per quarter. Three right years. for you, while yeah. we got Luca and yeah. everybody else yeah. over there. So, all right, Rico, get us out of here, bro. Up next, oh, get your coffee, get your tea. Jay Foreman's back. Let's have some fun. <laughs> You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible, they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavis and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts.